Welcome to Kansas Ag Report. I'm Ken Rogers. On this week's show, we're in Wichita's conservation leaders gather with their annual meeting. We talk with a couple of their leaders. Also, USDA Undersecretary Greg Eyeball, who spent a couple of days in the Sunflower State this week. We also catch up with Kansas Corn, Kansas Wheat, and the Kansas Farm Bureau, and our weekly update with the Kansas Livestock Association and Paragon Ag Advisors. The Kansas Ag Report brought to you in part by Kansas Farm Bureau, a grassroots organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919, kfb.org. Kansas Wheat Commission, leading in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online, kswheat.com. And Kansas Corn, building the future of Kansas Corn. Online, kscorn.com. Well, if you drove to see family over Thanksgiving, you probably still saw crops in many fields. According to USDA, harvest is well behind schedule, with corn harvest just about wrapped up, except in north-central and northwestern parts of the state. Now, winter wheat planted in those areas, but the southeast part of the state has an incomplete, as of last report. Well, USDA and the Food and Drug Administration agreed to a joint regulation of cell-cultured food. The announcement follows a public meeting from last month featuring discussion on how to best regulate cell-cultured or so-called lab-grown products, some call fake meat. Feedback from the meeting suggested a joint regulatory approach. Now, FDA will manage cell collection, cell bank, and cell growth and differentiation. USDA will take over during the cell harvest stage, then oversee production and labeling of cell-based meat products. The two agencies will work out some technical details on collaboration and information sharing. Created with and delegates from the U.S. ag use. industry were in Cuba earlier this month for the Cuba-U.S. Agriculture Business Conference. And a couple of Kansans were there as well. The 20 participants met with Cuban government officials and farmers. About 30% of Cuba's land area is currently used for farming. Cuban farmers don't have access to some late technology and equipment and inputs. And much of the food for Cuba's 11 million people and 4 million annual tourists must be imported. About 30 million bushels of wheat, which comes primarily from the EU and Canada. Now, there are many advantages of importing food from the U.S., most notably the proximity in terms of getting high-quality food in a timely and freight-efficient manner. Well, that's news on the Kansas Ag Report. Hi, I'm Sue Schulte with Kansas Corn, and here's what's going on with the Kansas Corn Growers Association and Kansas Corn Commission. While the Commission invests checkoff funds into market development, education, research, and promotion efforts, Created the Association represents KCGA members in policy and regulatory issues. Here's an update on trade. On the September 30th deadline of the NAFTA negotiations, the Trump administration announced a new trilateral agreement between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada called USMCA. This is good news for farmers who wanted to keep free trade open between our three countries. Mexico is the largest export buyer of U.S. corn and is a top buyer of many other ag products, and it is a promising market for ethanol exports. Canada is also an important trading partner and a top export buyer of U.S. ethanol. With this trade agreement, our primary goal was to retain the excellent trade partnership we already have with our two neighboring countries. We will be working with National Corn Growers and the U.S. Grains Council to ensure that the provisions in the agreement are favorable for agriculture and ensuring congressional improvement 
approval for the trade agreement. We also continue to work with our national partners to build export markets for corn in all forms. This includes corn, red meat, ethanol, and DDGS feed. In our views, by building more trade relationships use. around the world, we're building not only our farm economy, but our state and national economies as well. Find out more by following Kansas Corn on social media or by visiting our website at kscorn.com. Kansas Ag Report brought to you in part by Oldie Seed Farms, carrying soil-specific seed. Find them on the web, oldieseed.com. That's O-H-L-D-E seed.com. Kansas Livestock Association, supporting members' business interests and meeting consumer demands. KLA.org. Grass and Grain, online or in the mail, Keeping Kansas farmers informed for over 60 years. Grassandgrain.com. And Kansas Grain Sorghum. Growers working together. More at ksgrainsorghum.org. We're in Wichita, the Kansas Association of Conservation Districts annual meeting going on. Greg Ibaugh, Undersecretary at USDA, is uh, here. Uh, Greg, of course, native of Nebraska, but uh, spent time in uh, D.C. I guess not much time. You've been traveling all over the country. Yeah, last week was uh, my year anniversary of uh, being Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs. But I've spent a lot of time all over the United States in my role with uh, APHIS and um, uh, and AMS. Alright, let's talk about uh, one of the reasons why you're here, but first market facilitation program that continues on. Uh, you've been kind of hands-on on part of that when it comes to the bulk commodities. That's correct. The food purchase and distribution program is being administered by uh, AMS and that means we're purchasing in four different phases all kinds of fruit and vegetables but also some meat and dairy products for distribution through food banks. And also, I understand you're going to spend a couple of days in Kansas. Uh, Cattle Trace, one of the new traceability use. projects that uh, Kansas is uh, going to be one of the leaders of starting this. Yes, and animal disease traceability is one of my priorities after coming to USDA. You know, as we're looking at what's going on with African swine fever in China, more important to know that. Uh, Disease traceability is very important to our livestock industry, both beef and swine, as well as poultry. And so uh, we know that pork and poultry have gone pretty far in the traceability system. Beef needs a little bit of help to gain acceptance. And so Jackie is doing a pilot project. Uh, Secretary McClaskey has been very good about looking forward and being a big partner. All right, you're here at the conservation uh, meeting. Uh, folks all over are looking at things like that. That's another one thing in your purview. Uh, what's the message you're bringing from Washington? So this is part of the one USDA concept. I'm not necessarily in charge of conservation. That's Bill Nordy, the for former Secretary of Agriculture Created from Iowa. Uh, he's the undersecretary use. there. But just you know, continuing to bring the message of a more effective, efficient, customer-focused uh, USDA uh, to the country. All right. So in, in another one of your roles in the marketing, uh, uh, I tell you, it seems like every day. We uh, hear about China in the news, yawning it off again. Uh, uh, extremely important market to uh, especially Midwest farmers. 
That's right, and uh, we all know how important China is, but we also know that for years we've struggled with China's on again, off again. Sometimes they let corn in, sometimes they let grain sorghum in, then they stop it, and it, they're, they're not the most, while being important, they're not the most reliable customer. And so, uh, you know, we want free trade, but we also want fair trade. And so that's part of what uh, the president is trying to accomplish. You know, if we have made China such a good customer with unfair conditions, can you imagine where they might go and where we might position ourselves if we actually had fair trade Created with China? With free versions All right, for Greg, always good glad to have you in Kansas. Well, it's good to be in Kansas. Greg Eyeball, Undersecretary for USDA, joining us. Stay with us. We'll have more coming up. Kansas Ag Report brought to you in part by Kansas Farm Bureau, a grassroots organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919. KFB.org. Kansas Wheat Commission, leaders in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. And AgView.net, covering news and views in the beef belt and western corn belt. Reliable and relevant, AgView.net. We go back to Wichita and the conservation meeting. Visit with Bill Simonson from Lakin. He's the president of the KACD and Dan Meyerhoff, the executive director. We asked Bill what happens when this group of folks get together. Well, this Created is a, with course, free the version Kansas for Association use. of the Conservation Districts. So it's a meeting of all 105 districts in the state of Kansas. And this is where we uh, recognize individuals, give them some awards, and we do the KACD business. And where resolutions are introduced that guides the board on how conservation districts want to implement conservation. There's uh, be 525 supervisors across the state and it's all locally led, uh, incentive-based, voluntary conservation. Dan, you serve as executive director. You speak for those uh, local uh, associations and, and the state board like in Topeka and represent, uh, talk about some of the conservation issues uh, that, that you deal with uh, uh, to try to help spread that word. Well, you know, one of the things we look for is, you know, funding for conservation practices, looking for, you know, ways to help producers implement conservation on their farms, whether it be no-till, whether it be structural practices, use. whether it be put, you know, planting cover crops. And all this is to, you know, reduce soil erosion, improve water quality, uh, you know, reduce sedimentation in federal reservoirs, uh, you know, and all of the above. All right, so as we look uh, uh, to the next uh, legislative session, is that going to be the top priority that, that you, the message you will get is working on continued funding and support as best you can from the state level? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And plus the fact of just, you know, making sure that everybody understands the role that conservation districts play at the local level and making sure that we are addressing, you know, the resource concerns, you know, that exist in each of the counties in this in the state. Bill, let's talk about uh, the impact the conservation has had on your operation out in Southwest Kansas, and maybe how how you got involved and how that whole the how the house developed just through your uh, involvement. Oh, absolutely. Uh, over the years, uh, I started took over the farm basically in about 1982 from my dad, and before that time. Use. Uh, he implemented a lot of practices, uh, terraces, uh, mainly terraces back in those days. But since then, we put in 
more terraces, waterways. We've implemented some uh, no-till into our operation and minimum tillage. And so, and, and a lot of these activities were through the conservation district with cost share. What's the biggest challenge facing not only the, the association, but, but just agriculture and, and leaders dealing with conservation issues right now? Uh, well, if you want specific challenges, <laughs> uh, we're talking in the western part of the state with the Ogallala Aquifer, you know, basically running out of water, and in the eastern part of the state, we're looking at the reservoirs filling up with sediment. So water is the big issue, and uh, and then the other is soil health. You know, we need to improve our soils so we can raise our crops, and, and uh, those those are the big challenges. Dan, as we uh, as we look, uh, you Created mentioned with free uh, maybe for non folks use. don't know exactly what that local uh, uh, efforts are for conservation on the county level. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about how you know some are doing some outreach efforts. Well, you bet. And, and Bill's a prime example of that. Uh, his local conservation district and two other conservation districts out there in the western part of the state recently had a soil health conference called the Bottom Line Conference. Had over 100 folks in attendance. Uh, and that's one of the things that we're looking at conservation districts doing more and more of is holding soil health field days, range health, uh, you know, looking, outreach is one of the strengths of conservation districts because, you know, they're at that local level, they can get into the school system, talk to kids, field days for producers, uh, and, and we're going to increase those efforts uh, both as individual conservation districts and, and an association here over the next couple of years. Well, it's meeting season, and we'll have coverage from several state meetings over the next few weeks. Stay with us. More coming up on the Kansas Ag Report. What if sustainability were synonymous use? with U.S. soy? If energy efficiency, water quality, and soil health help define U.S. soy's value, that future is here, the time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is committing to sustainability that's achievable, worthwhile, and enduring. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Created members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. Many seed companies claim to offer the latest genetics, but how many have tested those genetics in soils just like yours? The Oldie Seed Know to Grow Research Program has fully tested the latest seed genetics and soils that are right in your neighborhood. The Oldie Seed Know to Grow Program can recommend the best performing hybrids from technologies like Enlist, Extend, and Liberty Link that will optimize the yield and profit of every acre on your farm. Contact Oldie Seed today. 
created with free version for non-commercial use. Well, we also ventured over to Manhattan and sat down with Aaron Harries with Kansas Wheat to get some thoughts on this fall and the challenges in getting the last of that winter wheat in. We had snow in early November across the state and that kind of compounded issues with the rainfall we've had, the third wettest October in Kansas history. So planning is behind schedule and uh, you know what was in the ground is, is slow to emerge and come up and the cold weather on top of that is really slowing things down. So I think planting is really going to come to a stop for wheat planting for this year. So ultimately we're going to have uh, acres out intended to be planted to wheat that aren't going to be planted anymore. So farmers only have uh, so much time available to them and right now the priority is finishing the fall harvest. There are a lot of soybeans and sorghum and corn out there that still hasn't been harvested and some of these wheat acres would have been planted after the soybeans had been harvested in the same field. So since those fields are now uh, covered in snow, we have to wait for the snow to melt, we have to wait for uh, the fields to dry up, harvest those soybeans and uh, just won't be enough time to plant wheat. That's Aaron Harries from Kansas Wheat. You're watching the Kansas Ag Report. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. Many seed companies claim to offer the latest genetics, but how many have tested those genetics in soils just like yours? The Oldie Seed Know to Grow research program has fully tested the latest seed genetics in soils that are right in your neighborhood. The Oldie Seed Know to Grow program can recommend the best performing hybrids from technologies like Enlist, Extend, and Liberty Link that will optimize the yield and profit of every acre on your farm. Contact Oldie Seed today. Carruthers. Uh, my husband and his family farms down in Harper County and I am on the YFNR and on the resolutions part of YFNR. I believe that Farm Bureau has been so good at just educating their members. There's a hot topic. They're amazing about finding someone that is that knows a lot about that topic and can come in and tell you more the ins and outs and you're not isolated you hear other people having the same issues or even other issues around the state that you didn't know about and you just become more informed and you feel like your voice is heard i've i've seen that a lot on resolutions all of our free version submissions or policy use. changes came directly from members either online or at listening posts. Small or large, no one's prioritized over one or the other. Your voice is going to be heard either way. And that's a huge voice you have through um, Farm Bureau that you can actually change anything that you don't see fit or doesn't go with your values on your farm. They're so amazing about giving you the education and tools you need at what you actually need. They're not just going to sugarcoat things. They're going to give you both sides of every story so you can make an informed decision. Like I always have that kind of friend on the farm if I ever need it and I feel that's always going to be my Farm Bureau family.
Agriculture information on your computer or mobile device, news and views on grains, livestock policy, and opinions from newsmakers can be found by liking AgView on Facebook and on Twitter, follow AgView News, a reliable and relevant source, agview.net. What if sustainability were synonymous with U.S. Created soy? free version for non-commercial use. If energy efficiency, water quality, and soil health help define U.S. soy's value. That future is here, the time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Soybean Checkoff is committing to sustainability that's achievable, worthwhile, and enduring. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to created get with free version for non-commercial use. Hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. All over the country, more and more communities are making the change to biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil, and the decision continues, improving the health and welfare for millions of Americans while adding billions to our national economy. What does a brighter, more sustainable future look like in our cities and towns, and how do we get there? When New York needed an alternative fuel source to reduce carbon emissions, the city found what it needed in biodiesel made from U.S. soybean oil. KLA members will be recognized during the KLA convention November 28th through the 30th for their continuous support of the organization. Jansonius Farms of Prairie View is recognized as the longest standing continuous KLA member on record, joining the association in 1918 and celebrating 100 years of membership this year. Brothers John and Garrett Jansonius began raising Hereford cattle in 1916 and the family was active in the Hereford business for 96 years. Glenn Jansonius currently maintains the KLA membership. He represents the fourth generation of the Jansonius family. His son Jaden hopes to continue the family's KLA legacy many years into the future. Five members will be honored for 50 years of membership in KLA. Those who joined in 1968 were John Atwater of Netawaka, Paul Hayes from Mullenville, Pat Ireland of Muscota, Lau Charlet Ranch near Hanover, and Sublette Feeders. Attaining 60 years of membership this year are Santira Bank of Sublette and the Kansas Motor Carriers Association in Topeka. KLA currently has 104 members who have been loyal to the association 50 years or longer. Dedicated members like these demonstrate the enduring support that continues to make KLA an effective voice for the Kansas livestock industry. The Kansas Ag Report brought to you in part by Kansas Farm Bureau, a grassroots organization representing the state's farmers and ranchers since 1919, kfb.org. Kansas Wheat Commission, 
leading in the adoption of profitable innovations for wheat. Online, kswheat.com. And Kansas Corn, building the future of Kansas Corn. Online, kscorn.com. What if sustainability were synonymous with U.S. soy? If energy efficiency, water quality, and soil health help define U.S. soy's value, that future is here, the time is now. To meet end-user demands, the Created Soybean Checkoff is committing use. to sustainability that's achievable, worthwhile, and enduring. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission, the Soybean Checkoff, progress powered by Kansas farmers. Kansas Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture, represents grassroots agriculture. The state's largest and most powerful farm organization stands up for its members through leadership development, agriculture education, legal defense, environmental advocacy, farm safety, and risk management. Members also enjoy money-saving benefits. To join our organization today or to learn more, go to www.kfb.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. The producer-funded Kansas Wheat Innovation Center was built to get improved varieties into the hands of farmers faster. Kansas Wheat, farmers advancing their future through wheat genetics research. Created with free version for non-commercial use. Good morning, I'm Darren Van Vactor with Paragon Ag. We are quickly approaching the holiday season. Corn and bean harvest is making steady progress and getting closer to completion nationwide. Wheat sowing has been slower than normal, but again is getting done. Lots of folks are trying to get field work done post-harvest and before the holidays. Corn demand has continued to impress while wheat and soybean has been lacking. We're seeing some basis improvement here and there, but nothing consistent at the moment. There are not typically a lot of major headlines during this time frame, but you have to keep looking forward. There's a ton of information coming out here over the next three and a half months. We'll have some direction regarding the trade war with China, coincided by the determination of the second half of the farmer's aid package during the late November to December timeframe. January brings the USDA's final numbers for the 2018 row crop, and 2019 insurance prices will be set during February. All the while, a close eye should be on South American weather and production. You might be wondering why all this information is important. Just because we may be looking ahead for to other things doesn't mean the market stops. Numbers and projections can change, news stories can happen, deals can be struck or struck down. The catch is we don't know any of these things, but we do know that they have the potential to move the market. We may not know what the market will do, but there are ways to protect against risk regardless of direction or the time of year. If you have questions, we'd be happy to help. Give us a call here at Paragon Ag Advisors, 888 452-8751. I'm Darren Van Vactor. Be safe and have a great week. Agriculture information on your computer or mobile device. News and views on grains, livestock policy, and opinions from newsmakers can be found by liking AgView on Facebook and on Twitter. Follow AgView News, a reliable and relevant source. AgView.net. Commercial use. 
on commercial use. Well, that's our show this week. Be social with us at kansasagreport.net or on Facebook and Twitter. Also, the show's in podcast form, castbox.fm, search Kansas Ag Report. Well, at this time of Thanksgiving, we thank you for the positive feedback we're receiving on the show, and we always welcome new viewers. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, get in touch with us, kansasagreport.net. I'm Ken Rogers. Thanks for watching the Kansas Ag Report. We'll see you next week.